Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today are TJ Jans and Selena Kitteringham, the team behind Curious Arts, a fascinating blog that peeks behind the scenes to reveal the making of theater, music, art, and design at the University of Alberta. Welcome. Thank hey. you. This episode is brought to you by CKUA Radio, and CKUA is in the middle of another great season of Trans Canada Music West, a podcast that explores the best live music Western Canada has to offer. And you'll hear more about that from host Grant Stovall later in the show. All right, back to you, Selena and TJ. So I gave a little description of Curious Arts, but how do you see it? What do you, how do you describe it, Selena? Uh, well, um, it, we built it because we, we were discovering things. Uh, we were just uh, assigned to new roles in the university. Um, we were mandated to look at the fine arts more cohesively. And I was coming from the theater department. And even though I was housed in the same building in FAB, the fine arts building, as music and art and design, um, in our work, we kept discovering really cool things that we didn't know. And so we would have these conversations that were really, ex- you know, enthusiastic and, oh, I had no idea that that was there, or that they were doing that. And I kept thinking, you know, I've worked here eight years and I'm just discovering that. I bet the, the public knows nothing of, of this and that they would think it's super cool too. So we wanted a repository or a little curious cabinet to, to start housing that stuff. And then when did you come into the picture, TJ? Um, well, it was sh- shortly after I started, we s- had these conversations, and I was super jazzed about my job and just really found it cool, all the stuff we are finding. And, like, if you go downstairs and go to the paint studios where the students are, it's a really cool world. So I thought, like, we were both thinking, like what Selena said, that I bet a lot of other people would like to see this stuff because it's really cool and it's the it's quite vast all of the arts stuff that's going on yeah. on campus yeah and that's an interesting image that you use the, the curiosity cabinet so how did you uh, translate that into an online presence well uh, funny enough because tj had so much experience with their award-winning blog, I Dig Your Girlfriend. Um, I really just empowered TJ to build something, just get something up and we'll build it, we'll muck around for a year and then we'll refine and see what's working and not working. And we actually worked with a class in art and design to help us do an audit of the site. But initially, um, TJ just got something up quickly. And the other thing we were hoping to, to give students the opportunity to practice communicating about they're making. Mm -hmm. Um, In conversations specifically with the art and design chair, he felt that that was like an area of the curriculum that uh, was missing that our team could help um, beef up a bit. Um, You would have art history students who might graduate having never interviewed a live artist, which is crazy, right? They have all this theoretical knowledge. They're great writers and they're not really practicing that dialogue. Um, So that was one of the things we tried to do is uh, reach out to some key people to get them involved in doing it too. And TJ, when you were handed this kind of dream assignment, like use your expertise to do something cool, it seems to me. Um, What did you have in your mind for how to translate that, wow, I didn't even know about that feeling into a website? I think, like Selena said, we just, we thought, 
if we just get going, it'll sort of build itself along the way. And I think it really has. It's evolved over time. And being that we do work with art and design students, we've done two audits, which is really cool because they go through the site and then they say, hey, this is what we'd like to see. This is what you guys could do. So um, it's we've had a lot of luck with it being sort of a work in process and an experimental jumping off and then coming back and fixing. So I, maybe I, I'm sure a lot of other people go to it polished first, but I think we've taken it further than we might have did if we hadn't just a complete idea at the beginning. Now, from the outside looking in on communications departments at large institutions at universities, it feels like that sort of let's just try something and see what happens and it won't be polished at the beginning and that's okay. It's maybe not natural to the environment. <laughs> what did you have to do to get sign off on something that was a little bit not perfect from the start? Well, I was fresh in the job, so I didn't know yet what limitations there were, which we were just talking about how sometimes that's a good thing because yeah. you just go for it. And uh, yeah, Selena really just said, let's go for it and let's let's do this and see where it goes. And Yeah, I think... Um, in that first year, I guess if you're asking if we asked permission or from the higher-ups, we didn't. Uh -huh. Only I was mandated to start doing this, right? And so this is something that I felt really emphatically would work. So we just started doing it. Um, central Marketing and Communications did voice some concerns on the initial launch of it, the look of it. Yeah. And I did have a lot of questions from Central Marketing about, well, why didn't you just do the current CMS? Why did you do WordPress? Why is it an arm length kind of publication, rather absolutely sort of institutional look and feeling and style guide, et cetera. Because we, when we initially launched it, TJ launched it as a chocolate brown sort of look, and we did get some feedback that it was just way too off-brand. So we did adjust it to a green for a while. And then when we did that initial audit after the first year, the art and design said, students said, we just want it to be so clean so that the visuals can stand out. It should be black and white. They were showing us the kind of blogs that they like, um, the websites that they found attractive. And so we listened to our audience. And um, I think over time, uh, the institution has come to be really proud of it. They're happy to point people to it now. But we had to build that trust. Right. Sometimes in communications, in PR, it feels like there's a pull towards writing for your bosses or writing for your colleagues instead of writing for a wide audience. And I think why I like Curious Arts and why I point to it a lot in the Roundup is because I feel like you care if I like it, right? <laughs> Not me personally, but you care like if there's a wider audience for it. So how do you manage that? How do you, how do you write for, um, for Edmonton, really? That's a really good question. Um, I think part of it um, comes from the fact that we both genuinely like the fine arts and um, we like exploring it. So that comes across. And so when we share the stuff that we think is cool and our ideas on art, it comes from a genuine place. And there is so much great talent in Edmonton and there 
a good portion of it comes from the university. So when we are proud to talk about alumni from the university, it again is genuine. Like these people are doing really cool things. Let's let's show you a little bit about it. Yeah, I think um, last summer was the first summer we tried to keep up and running over the summer because a lot of sort of the core stuff that we want to talk about are what's on our main stages. But I don't want the storytelling to be um, final result oriented, if you know what I mean. I feel like there's enough conventional media that focuses on the final result and reviews it in that way. I wanted it to be process-oriented storytelling, the making of kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so once our main stage season is over, I we were a little challenged to figure out how do we keep content going. One of the ideas we explored was reaching out to alumni that are involved in various festivals in the summer. And that was awesome. Um, you know, the Works Festival kind of through the lens of what University of Alberta current students or recent grads are working in that festival or like um, what's going on at Latitude 53. Oh, there's a show by one of our technicians, that right. kind of stuff. And that those kind of pieces really resonated with our readers because they know these people. Mm-hmm. These people are their people. And, um, and that was really cool to see it shared fairly widely in that way. What are your favorite kinds of posts and are they different from the ones or are they the same as the ones that resonate with your audience? Um, my favorite post, because I come from a graphic design background, I, I really adore exploring the art and design areas. Um, I find it really refreshing and sometimes Sometimes I forget that, and Selena's like, you should go do a post on something that's going on, and I'll go down there, and I'll see this art being created and just feel refreshed. Um, and I do think those resonate really well with people. Again, like just a little while ago, we did a... There are some um, 50th anniversary shows in Fab Gallery right now, and the last one was art from the different technicians that work in the art and design. So I went to their work areas, and they... Sh- showed me and talked about it and then I took pictures and that uh, it got quite a few hits because again people these technicians are, have touched people's lives very deeply so um, people are very interested to share that and read more about it okay. I um, I find helping the students kind of hone their their voice really rewarding so um, as much as I love to write for the blog and I really do like to contribute to it, it's really fun. Um, I think what I find most rewarding in my role with the blog is when, when I'm working with a writer like Julianne Mercer from Art and Design, who's just awesome and helping her to kind of develop, um, her voice and be more confident, um, in the drama department, they always assign a grad student to help write for the the printed programs. So, working with people like Rohan Kalkerni to um, figure out what works for the printed program, and then what could we do that the printed program kind of limits us in ways the blog doesn't limit us. That we can do a historical timeline that's really visual, or we can. That's been a lot of fun to yeah. explore that and to see to see them become more confident and then to see them come to the table with ideas and then say, hey, yeah, run with it. That's great. I love that. Yeah. 
Okay, so you mentioned I Dig Your Girlfriend as kind of how TJ's talents came to your attention. So let's talk about that. How do you describe what I Dig Your Girlfriend is about? Well, we started a Twitter account that we just kind of wanted to post some fun tweets about being a queer couple. And then um, it really people really liked it. So we decided we should start a blog and start kind of talking about these things a little bit deeper. And so I Dig Your Girlfriend is um, a queer female-focused blog, and it's like one of the only kind in Western Canada. And um, we just kind of explore different feminist topics and um, LGBTQ rights and um, news stories that are interesting to queer people. Right. Um, just trying to think of some of the be- some of the bigger ones. We uh, actually did a podcast with Danielle Smith quite a ways back. That got hit quite a bit because, I mean, a queer bo- broadcast trying to interview someone like Danielle. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it was nuanced and got into the, the nitty gritty of the politics of some of the issues around how the Wild Rose party was maybe sometimes saying one thing and doing another on queer mm-hmm. rights, right? Yeah, I don't think she was quite expecting to be put on the spot the way that we did. Yeah. So it was yeah. fine. Um, what do you think are the lessons that you learned or have learned from I Dig Your Girlfriend that you apply to Curious Arts or your other work? Um, I guess one thing is listening to your audience because... Um, like when we first started out, you know, we just wrote what came to mind. But after a while, when you're running a blog, it's a cool thing to see like what people pick up and what people are interested and the way it shapes your own writing. So um, I guess I came with a bit of that to this other website. Mm-hmm. And again, just refined it because it's a different audience. So I guess that's another thing that you learned that different audiences will pick up on different things and you really have to pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, I think you started I Dig Your Girlfriend in 2011. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what, yeah. It feels like so much has changed in the mm. landscape even since then. I think you could take yeah. some credit for helping change the landscape. But um, is it almost, I don't know, does it have a, a different position now in Edmonton's blogosphere than when you started? Because it feels like a lot of the things that you've been talking about are almost more mainstream than ever before. Uh, yeah, I would say, um, which is a really good thing. I think um, people's outlook on um, queer issues and LGBTQ issues has really changed for the better. And it, uh, it's still slowly but surely happening. But... Um, and I think particularly in Edmonton, Edmonton has a very good activist community and the people who, in particular, who are involved in blogging and podcasting and the social media scene are really a great deal of them open-minded and um, they're happy to pass on messages that affect other people. So I think I think every blog that's here in 
Edmonton does that. It it really shapes and pushes where these things go. It shapes the media too. We've seen that. Yeah, yeah. But if, I think if you weren't there and didn't have as loud a voice and as funny a voice and accessible a voice and all that kind of stuff, it might not have happened quite as quickly. I uh, I would love. I don't know if we've. <laughs> I would hope that we made a difference like that, and um, I think. Uh, more recently, we've done again a lot more on Twitter again, and just pushing issues that way. And uh, I think because we established the blog and we had a good audience, and we did do some fun and funny things like that, people do turn to us to to see what our opinions are on these things. So it is my hope that we have a really good impact that way and push some issues yeah. in a good way. Yeah, I think the value that really rings true for me when I look at your blog is um, inclusivity. Like they absolutely live that in, in that blog. Um, and I think you've brought that to Curious Arts in, in how you um, often encourage me to, uh, you know, bring a guest person on to write a post and how that that can get a lot of traction because you bring in someone else to talk and then that brings in new people to read and it, it, it just um, inclusivity is is a, the big thing that I've really learned from working with TJ on our blog. That's cool and I think that's a really good um, demonstration of why people say we need diversity in media. It's because you bring in your circle. And if your circle is different from other people's circle, then you're going to get different voices and more people will be heard, right? Excellent. All right. Back to Curious Arts. What do you want to do this coming year that's mm -hmm. different? Well, one of the things that uh, we need to um, finish up, we launched a pretty ambitious project um, 50 reasons to go see a play um so we are only at the 10 out of 50 marks so i i made it a personal goal in 2016 to see that through mm -hmm. want to get that done by the end of june and i think the way to do that is to reach out to our broad theater alumni group across the country um and engage them in in why theater still matters and why it's a, a living breathing art form that resonates still to this day um, so that's one of the big projects I need to continue to fire up on. Um, what, what are you looking to do, T? Um, I think there's always refinements to the look of it too. So, and there are a few little pieces left over from our last audit that I want to tweak on the blog. So that'll, that'll be ongoing. Um, I think... There still is so much in the departments that I want to explore too, and um, I think we have a lot more exploring to do in music, and that would be a personal goal of mine, um, getting to know the musicians and behind their scenes a bit more. Right. Do you think you're ever going to run out of stories in there? I really don't, because there's just always something, there's always another show, there's always another project, and... Um, I also, it's most exciting because um, the students go on and become alumni and then there's always new students coming in, right? So there's always going to be new ideas that people are grappling with. So I really don't think we'll run out of content. Yeah. yeah. That's the cool thing about working and writing about other makers. So yeah. 
there's always something new being made. Absolutely. Um, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear about the local independent media that Selena and TJ recommend. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by CKUA Radio, which has a new season of the Trans-Canada Music West podcast ready for your ears. And joining me today is CKUA morning man Grant Stovall, who also hosts the Trans-Canada Music West podcast. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. How do you pick what concerts to play? Elliot, the producer, is open to lots of ideas, so sometimes it's you know, an offer from an artist that's going to be passing through the Alberta area. Other times it might be somebody that he's really headhunting, like he's got them on his list and it doesn't matter if it takes years. He knows that he's going to be able to get them in his snare one day. Right. Uh, he and I frequently have conversations about wish lists and who we should have and who's up and coming, you know, who's going to be coming through. And we're also really lucky that we have the odd opportunity to present some festival performances from right here in Alberta, like we were at the Calgary Folk Fest this year in in July of 2015, that is. And man, it was awesome. We got to record a phenomenal set from hometown boys, Ruben in the Dark, whose star is really on the rise and they were amazing live. And that same night, Junior Gone Wild was on that stage, and man, they they tore it up. So those kinds of things are really rewarding. And whenever we can, we'd like to bring them right here into our studio confines so we can really set up shop and... uh, and, and spend a, uh, a very enjoyable hour with, with the band or artist that, we're, uh, that we've got our sights set on. You too can hear the best live music Western Canada has to offer. Just subscribe to Trans Canada Music West in iTunes, and you can also find it on CKUA's website at ckua.com. All right, we're back. So, Selena, what are some of the local blogs and or social media accounts that you follow and think other people should as well? Well, I definitely want to um, make a a shout out to Donna McKinnon. She contributes to Curious Arts fairly regularly. Um, She's a great writer and she has two blogs. One of them is about children's picture books. Um, You can follow her on Twitter. She's at Illustrated Word. And her other blog is about um, walking in the River Valley, yeah. um, and it's awesome too. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I do love to to um, follow Amanda Schutz uh, from Curio Studios. She's just such a beautiful illustrator and creative person um, inside and out. I mean, if you've ever worked with her on a, a marketing campaign, um, she's just top notch and. Uh, an artist that is just a gift to have her in the city. It's phenomenal. So I love watching what she's up to. Um, Of course, Fonda and I Don't Get It. um, Dance is my passion. I'm very interested in people's takes on dance. So this is a podcast that Fonda Mithrush and Paul Paul Blinn do about dance called I Don't Get It. And uh, yeah, they make contemporary dance accessible to the likes of me. So... Yeah, (laughs) it's very good. I would also say um, from the U of A perspective uh, that Hallie Brody is doing really good work on the U Alberta blog with student bloggers. Um, And the registrar's office runs a beautiful Instagram account called at U Alberta student students or student. We need to look that up again, but it's uh, it's gorgeous. Awesome. TJ, what do you like? Um. Ask me to continue on with some U Alberta plugs. Uh, I love um, 
the rec facilities and the climbing wall. So I was like watching their Facebook and Instagram. And also our friend Jordan Carson, who leads the residence. I mean, I don't live in residence, um, but it's fun to watch like the stuff that they have going on and all that kind of stuff. Um, and in the city, I love, I just always keep an eye on Adam Rosenhart and what he's going on, got going on. Um, right now, he's talking a lot about the Pride Tape thing, so I just want to yes. plug that right now. So Pride Tape is a Kickstarter for uh, rainbow hockey tape that they're trying to get funded, and it'll be a way to signal to LGBTQ athletes and fans and everyone that they're welcome at the rink. Mm-hmm. Such a great project. Mm-hmm. Um, and Contessa Bessa, um, I see she's got a lot of new little things on the go here, so I'm excited to see what she's going on. Um, and Greg Beaver's projects as well. Um, plus, I always get a lot of good media and reading ideas from him. And yeah, excellent. I'm going to add one more plug because you and your partner, Janelle Aker, were on The One podcast with yes, Robin Wilson, okay. which is a wonderful podcast about love stories. And so you can hear a whole other side of uh, TJ's story. And if you're like a softy like me, you'll probably shed a little tear because it's so <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was, that was a really fun one to be on. So yeah, that's a good plug. Right was there. it scary? Because she has like fearless questions, right? Um, it was. And if you listen to the podcast, you can hear me nervously laughing and trailing off on almost every answer. <laughs> and then Janelle picks it up. So yeah. Mirroring the uh, partnership right there. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to throw to you? Yeah. Um, I also want to commend our colleagues in the Faculty of Arts for the work they're doing on the Work of Arts blog. Um, they are, their task that's ahead of them is really a difficult one because the Faculty of Arts is so diverse. So trying to figure out, like, what we have going for us is that um, as inclusive as we are, we do have a niche of people that we're talking to. Um, So the the Work of Arts blog is an alumni e-magazine blog um, that's looking to explore what's going on in the Faculty of Arts, um, you know, research and uh, from the student voices perspective and also alumni voices. So um, I think the more people are brave enough to say, hey, reach out to other people. This is what we're doing. We'd like to do better. Um, uh, and being vulnerable and, and also being open to feedback. That's, that's awesome. And I know that they're in the process of making some adjustments. And so I'm excited about that. Excellent. My last question for you would be what would, if someone wants to start something like Curious Arts, what would your advice be to them? I think like just jump in and get going. Um, I know personally one of my things is I can get bogged down by details. So if you just get going, you you start producing and then you have the chance to get better at what you're producing. I would agree. I'm, I think that was our philosophy with Curious Arts was to get us away from the desk and out into the cool places and then bringing that back in a public way so other people could see it. So... I love that when we can go away from the computer to to explore a story. Thank you so much for talking to me today.
Uh, visit curiousarts.ca for a genuinely interesting look at fine arts in Edmonton, and you'll find the Faculty of Arts' social media channels on that page as well. On Twitter, you can find TJ at The Cold Viking and Selena at Selena Kitt, S-A-L-E-N-A-K-I-T-T. Uh, these links and their recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandherdieg.com. Subscribe to my newsletter at seenandherdieg.com for a complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. Seen and Heard in Edmonton is on Facebook now, too, just like a real blog. And so you can head on over and give it a like. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>